Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. What are the most popular U.S. and Singapore stocks for users of Sife's brokerage? How much an emergency savings, a uh, sizable amount of us seem to have here in Singapore? How much? Uh, hint, it's more than the recommended three to six months. And has the ESG trend taken a break or is ESG as popular as ever amongst retail investors? So what is the preferred classic investment approach that users seem to take on? In fact, they did this three times more in 2022 than they did the year before. We are studying the behavior and the action of over 100,000 investors on Sife's platform. Uh, we've crunched the data for you from digital wealth and trade platform Sife's latest investor trends report. And Dhruv Arora, the CEO of Sife, joins me live. Good morning, Dhruv. Good to speak with you. Good morning, Michelle. How are you today? I'm doing really well. Let's take a step back. So from an, an investor trends perspective, Dhruv, uh, were investors just as participatory in 2022 as they were in 2021? Or did they take a step back from markets? Give us your sense of, you know, uh, investor sentiment that you've seen in your investor trends report. 2022 was very uh, fascinating in some ways. So what we saw was investors who were looking at long-term wealth accumulation, typically to our wealth platform, they actually stayed invested. And the kind of reaping the benefits as the markets recover in the last few months. However, uh, on the trading side, uh, given the markets were, as you know, extremely volatile, people did step off the pedal a little bit. Uh, and we saw that activity generally in 2022 uh, was lower uh, than what it was in 2021. Okay, I'm looking at answering some of the questions that I raised earlier, and this is an easy one. You have five thematic suites, so which turns out to be the most popular? Not too surprising, but ESG still remains really, really popular. Right. At the end of the day, right, many customers, they, they want to have their money grow, but grow it in a more sustainable, uh, environment-friendly uh, way is also on top of the agenda. And uh, it's been quite interesting because sometimes people might feel that they might sacrifice some gains because of investing in, in ESG portfolios. But as mm. they are getting more and more uh, refined, we are seeing that gap between ESG and non-ESG shrink. Now, just caveat it, of course, you could have an oil investment and you could argue that that could do very well, especially when oil mm. prices are going high. But by and large, uh, we are seeing this gap between ESG and non-ESG come off. And that little gap, I think people are happy to, you know, make it psychologically up with the fact that we are supporting the right cause. So interesting. And I understand when it comes to classic investment styles, you're actually picking up that more investors are carrying out dollar cost averaging, they're maximizing their gains. What else are you seeing in terms of some of the top financial goals of investors on your platform? Yeah, I mean, the point about uh, recurring, I think, has been has been very fascinating. Uh, we actually are the only platform, uh, I think, in probably in Asia and probably the only second platform in the world that allows people to recurring buy even stocks. So you could, you know, buy a, a Tesla stock on a weekly or a monthly basis. So it's almost a set and forget. With that, I think the interesting part that we saw last year was almost three times more recurring transactions uh, than 2021. Uh, and in markets which, as we mentioned earlier, are, are silver on the way down, 
this was very encouraging to see. So this habit of actually, you know, saving and, you know, still keep on chipping away and focusing on the long term uh, is something that we really saw users uh, do. Now, to your other question, what were the top reasons, you know, why people have been uh, saving? Um, historically, the two most important reasons have been, you know, financial growth and retirement. Uh, and those two remain as part of our top three. But the third one, uh, which made an entry just for us last year, uh, was actually beating inflation. I think that realization that, you know, just money parked in a regular saving account is actually going to be losing value. I think a topic right. you know, me and you have spoken about in the past. I think that mm-hmm. realization really was driven home as everything from, you know, your taxi fares to real estate to coffee, everything has been rising. So people realize, hey, this $100 in the bank is not going to be 101 after a year. It's probably going to be close to 96 or 97. All right, let's see what people are putting their money towards in the hopes of making their money work harder for them in an inflationary environment. For the U.S. stock market, I have to ask, are tech stocks still the darlings? Can you share what's uh, top of the list for the U.S. stock market amongst your users? Yeah, I mean, it's been surprising, right? Um, You're absolutely, uh, it's a great question because obviously tech stocks have had their waves of ups and downs and probably more downs if it was 2022. (laughs) But I would say if it comes to individual stocks, Tesla, Amazon, Apple, Google, like Alphabet, uh, and then Grab, these have by far been uh, the five most popular US listed stocks on our platform. Now, I would just add to that, that some of the broader diversified uh, ETFs, such as, you know, QQQ or SPY, et cetera, have also been extremely, extremely uh, popular, which are broader indices. Uh, But I feel generally what you have seen is people who are focusing on long-term wealth accumulation, they are probably Mm. looking more towards the ETFs uh, because, as you know, they are much better than funds um, for long-term wealth management. Um, And then, of course, those who are probably trying to capture some of the shorter term, you know, the three, six-month kind of moves, sometimes even shorter duration, the other one's a little bit more interested in accumulating the tech stocks. Okay, well, you mentioned ETFs, so I think we should share with listeners as well the most popular ETFs on Scythe Wealth and Scythe Trade. So maybe before we get into the most popular ETFs, can you help us understand what the difference is between your custom portfolios and Scythe Trade? Sure. So the trade is, think of it like a brokerage, right, where you can come and the user directs themselves and they will say, okay, I want to buy X, I want to buy Y, I want to buy this much. I think on the custom portfolios, it's a bit more of a a benchmark where we actually will give them a template to build portfolios and then we manage the portfolios for them. So rather than them going and buying, let's say, eight, you know, ETFs individually, we will manage, you know, uh, that uh, for the user uh, on a regular basis. So if a user, especially because let's say we're talking about this theme of people investing on a recurring basis, you will not have to make eight transactions every month or every three months. You just make one transaction and say, okay, this is the portfolio I want, and then Scythe will take care of the rest for you, including dividend reinvesting, uh, including updating you about how you know uh, the things might have changed, etc. So the difference the two would be, Scythe said, would be a little bit self-directed, uh, whereas mm-hmm. uh, the custom portfolios are semi-self-directed, uh, but then largely then managed by us. Okay, let's look at the top five trader ETFs. I'll help you out. Maybe you can help us understand uh, the tickers. So QQQ for Scythe Wealth ranks as number one. For Scythe Trade, it's VOO. Can you help us yeah. understand what those refer to? Sure. So QQQ is the NASDAQ. Uh, it's essentially a proxy for, for tech stocks. So it's basically mm. the, the NASDAQ 100 exposure to you know, the world's largest tech companies listed on the NASDAQ. 
Um, VOO is essentially um, tracking, uh, you know, uh, the U.S. 500 kind of stocks, right? So, so think of it, one of it being a very tech-heavy perspective and the other one being a bit more uh, diversified, uh, but largely for, you know, uh, U.S. listed companies. Okay, so interesting. VOO is number one amongst your SIFE trade users, but number five among your SIFE wealth users in terms of most popular ETFs. Um, I'll just go through maybe um, one more. Number two in terms of most popular for SIFE wealth was CSPX, and for SIFE trade, it was SPY. Is that right? Correct, correct. Yeah, so actually these both are tracking the same. They both are tracking the S&P 500. Uh, the difference, of course, and this is one of the advantages coming through wealth, is that we end up choosing um, some of the UK-listed ETFs. Uh, and the advantage of that is that they are a little bit more efficient on withholding tax on the, you know, on the dividends that get paid out. Uh, so SPY is, is US-listed, so you have to pay you know, your, your dividends as, as withholding tax is normal as it is. Uh, but if you mm-hmm. invest in CSPX, uh, there's a lower withholding tax because of you know, uh, the agreements uh, between uh, the way how these ETFs are structured. Fascinating. Dhruv Arora is my guest today here on Your Money, CEO of SAIF, joining me live. We're taking a look at their Investor Trends report, the latest report. Uh, do the self-directed investors on your platform, do they prefer short-term or long-term goals? What sort of behavioral trends are you noticing? It's very fascinating when I think when we had started, uh, this was, you know, about a little over a year ago, we had a lot of this short term kind of trends, right, where people were investing today, trying to exit three days, trying to exit in four days. Uh, You know, as the saying goes in 2021, um, everyone believed they could, you know, beat the market. So that's what everyone was trying to do. And, you know, everyone was their own version of uh, of Warren Buffett. Uh, But I think as time passed by, this, this thing that, you know, we've always spoken about, it's not about timing the market, it's timing the market, that Mm -hmm. has become more and more of a prevalent feature. So we are actually seeing the duration for which people are holding stocks is actually increasing much more. And I think that is generally very aligned to even the rest of our platform, like the Scythe World platform, uh, because the idea is that, look, I mean, you can have your preferences. If you like tech stocks, if you like the Tesla, Amazon, absolutely, that's your choice. Uh, but then, you know, if you're going to be holding it for a few days, the prices can be subject to something completely out of your control. It could be Fed cuts, it could be war, it could be supply chain in China. So that perspective, I think, is something that we've been trying to educate our users upon. Uh, and we are seeing the average duration for which uh, they're holding stocks uh, increasing uh, over the last year. Truve, we went through the most popular list for the U.S. stocks, but I realize we haven't touched on the Singapore stocks. So I'll recap for our listener. For the U.S. stocks, the most popular for 2022 on Scythe Trade was Tesla, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, and homegrown Grab. Can you take us through the most popular Singapore stocks? I know that Scythe actually introduced Singapore stocks in the fourth quarter of 2022. So what made your top five list? Yeah, so it's quite interesting. Uh, I mean, no surprises. You have uh, Singapore Airlines as travel is, is coming back. Uh, you have Shengxiang, as I guess people are happy to go back physically. Shengxiang was number one, huh? Number one, exactly. So Shengxiang is number one. Uh, Singapore Airlines number two. Um, CICT, of course, real estate, you know, can never go too far from it, uh, is number three. <laughs> Singtel, uh, and then, then Semcorp Marine. So you can see some of these are, you know, actually... If you think of it, these were probably some of the stocks which were impacted during the wave of, you know, COVID and closing. 
And sometimes we forget, but in reality, in Singapore, we only opened up in the second quarter, right? So some of right. these trends actually, you know, coming up and getting reflected um, in the stocks and their prices. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure we can. I'm sure you've had a sideshow on on airline prices and I know how how expensive it is to to get tickets these oh, days. Oh yeah. But it is reflecting obviously in in the companies and and the interest. And I think one more interesting thing in Singapore. Generally, I think the skew is like, uh, you know, 95 to 98% on the buy side. So people are, these are just like very, very, you know, things that people are holding, they want to keep. Uh, and they believe, uh, you know, this is something uh, as the markets recover, as the markets open, the world reopens, uh, will benefit um, in the coming uh, months and years. You're with us here on Money and Me, the show all about making your investments work better for you. Joining me, Drew Varora, CEO of Saif, their digital wealth and trade platform. And we're taking a look at Saif's latest Investor Trends report. Interestingly, you do look ahead as well for 2023. And you've identified trends that investors may want to pay attention to. Uh, For example, the return of the 60-40 portfolio. Interesting. So what are some of these trends that we may want to look ahead to for 2023? That's a great question, Michelle. So I think first and foremost, I think the the big word which lasted all of 22 with us was inflation. Now, as you know, the last uh, rate cuts were were 25 basis point, lower than what Mm -hmm. some expected at 50 basis points. Markets generally have reacted positively. So I think the expectation would be that you will have your peak of inflation or you're nearing the peak of inflation uh, and then gradually, you know, uh, coming off uh, towards the second half of, of this year, right? So I think where, where we are, uh, we see maybe another rate hike happening, another 25 bips perhaps. Uh, and at that point, we remain stable and then you start seeing some, you know, kind of cooling cooling down out there. I think the second thing would be to look at some of the leading indicators, uh, such as the mm-hmm. labor market. Uh, you know, we've seen strong employment numbers coming out of U.S. Unemployment rates typically remain um, under under 4% if you think in some of these markets. And while I know like Singapore could be different, but generally we do take a lot of cue from our U.S. because it ends up becoming a proxy for a lot of things uh, that happen, at least in the developed world. And lastly, you know, once you have this kind of peaking out of interest rates and then that little coming off, you would expect there might be a chance of, of, of recession, right? So, I mean, generally, uh, the odds of recession um, are still skewed to about 65%, um, you know, uh, at least in our research. Uh, there are a few more, you know, more optimistic. Um, our friends at Goldman Sachs believe that this number should be closer to 35%. Uh, but the view largely has been that because we've had this kind of peak, it's been over a longer duration, the possibility of a softer landing, uh, a mild, you know, uh, a fact that, yes, we might enter a recession, but it's not going to be a depression, right? So, mm-hmm. so you know, buckle up. It's not going to be ideal, uh, but uh, it should not be horrible is, is our expectation as we, as we look into the second half of this year. Oh, I just have to throw this in. Are you expecting the return of the bull when it comes to China? Oh, we've been... We've always been very strong believers in China, and this is purely on numbers, not for any other other biases. The reality is China is 20% of the world's GDP. But if you look at any of yeah. the indices or any of the you know global benchmarks, they are still you know built a bit historically where China might have a 3%, 5% allocation. Now, of course, China was having its own issues, uh, lockdowns, supply chain issues, etc., that you know, were bothering the economy, I would say, for a good part of 21 and a lot of 2022. Uh, but on the early signs, right, that happened in November, that things are opening up, 
uh, we speak to, we have an office and operations in Hong Kong, we are seeing oh. the impact firsthand how, you know, these things are really opening up and positively impacting the sentiment. You've seen a spectacular rise um, in both, you know, uh, KVEB, which is uh, the China tech stocks, as well as the MSCI China, where they have gained anything between 30 to 40 percent in the last few months, massively mm-hmm. outperforming, you know, global benchmarks. So while I understand that, you know, they were at a lower pace, but this recovery is, is much faster than what we expected. And um, this whole aspect that this, this, you know, the zero COVID policy will be abolished and you know, the fact that supply chain will get back to normal on back of it mm-hmm. is something that we strongly believe in. And it might not happen today. It might not happen in the next three months. But China right. is the world's you know, second largest economy. right? So I feel ignoring it would be a mistake. And um, yeah. that's also the reason why we've never ignored it, and it remains a significant part of our portfolios. Yeah, and it's seen significant gains. Even the ETFs tracking uh, MCHI ETF that tracks the MSCI China index, and according to your report, that rose by over 32%. And the QWEB ETF that tracks overseas China internet index jumped by 48% in November of last year. So buffering yeah. those arguments there. Yeah. No, it's very good. Li- even from the start of this year, it's up like another 5 or 7%. So, you know, I would say at this point, it's a, it's a gift that keeps on giving. We've been looking at highlights from Saif's latest investor trends report for 2023. Saif Trade, Tesla. Uh, according to Saif Trade, the users surveyed, uh, Tesla and Sheng Xiong, apparently the most popular US and Singapore stocks, respectively. I was speaking to Dhruv Arora, founder and CEO of Saif. Would you say keep calm, keep investing, Dhruv? Is that, is that good advice for the year ahead? Keep calm and stay invested. Absolutely. What do you think? <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great day ahead. Thanks for having me, Michelle. Have a great day. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.